Hello, everybody. This is Wynn Harden. I'm with Manufacturing Matters Podcast, and I'm lucky enough to be here today with Jean-Marc Vico, uh, General Manager of BizLink Robotics USA. Thanks for joining me today, Jean-Marc. Thank you, Wynn. I appreciate to be with you today. How have you been enjoying the weather? Is it a little bit better than Michigan? It's much better than Michigan, even if inside it's freezing cold because the air conditioning is way too low for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth, my God. I remember when I first came into the hotel, my room was about, about 59 yeah, degrees. Yes. And that's about what it felt like when we yes, came in the main hall absolutely. this morning. Um, but yesterday we had a frost delay, so I'm not sure. I think it's starting to warm yeah, up a little yeah. bit, a little bit more. I, I, we probably should just be outside. But we are golf. enjoying the nice blue sky and the uh, sun shining. And I know that in Michigan it's raining right now, so it's oh, much better here. There you, go. there you go. No four months of gray skies yeah. in Orlando, that's yeah. for sure. All right, as I said, we were meeting with Jean-Marc Vico from BizLink. BizLink, uh, which used to be a part of Leone. Correct. Until about how long ago? So uh, we have been Leone since uh, 2000. Uh, okay. The company has been created in 1996 in the uh, US. Mm -hmm. was called uh, Engineering Product and Services, EPS. Right. Became Leone EPS uh, in 2000. Um, and then uh, BizLink acquired that part of Leone one year ago. We are in fact celebrating uh, one year and one month, exactly. Wow, today. okay, fantastic. So I know BizLink a little bit yes. as a cable company and a connectors company. Yes, correct, others. correct. So tell us about the new BizLink Robotics. So BizLink Group is a company that has a headquarter in uh, Fremont, uh, mm -hmm. California. Uh, it's a company with uh, 16,500 employees today. Wow. Uh, and uh, uh, with the acquisition of this part of uh, Leoni uh, Industrial Business Group, uh, move from 1.2 billion uh, global sales to 1.7 billion global sales uh, worldwide. After so, the acquisition? Uh, yes. Wow, and this is a very solid, financially uh, speaking, company, right. uh, which for us is a, uh, give us a, a very um, a security, safety in our development that uh, obviously we want to do since multiple years, mm -hmm. uh, that we were not necessarily able to do that in the past. All right, all right. So the, the, the BizLink with its cable connection, yes. its connectors, I can understand that connection to uh, your, your previous company. Yes. Um, but I don't think a lot of people knew that even when you were engineering products and services that are solutions, excuse me, EPS, um, you guys did a whole lot more than just cables and drives. So do you want to lay out Correct. some of your service and your product lines? Correct. In fact, we are, we are known as a cable company, but here in the US, we are not producing any cable. Our cable are coming from our sister uh, company in Canada, uh, close to uh, Toronto. Right. Um, we are, our specialty is to make the assembly of all the uh, uh, needed cables and hoses. Uh, to convey different type of current and different type of uh, uh, water or air or yeah. sometimes both right. um, together to make this what is so-called the uh, cable management system on a robot or more classically uh, dress pack. Dress we are pack. dressing robots. So this is our specialty. Um, we are doing uh, that since uh, since almost uh, 30 years now. Mm -hmm. uh, in parallel, we have uh, activities that we started with uh, uh, training on uh, robots. Uh, now we are training on processes. So the training uh, consists of uh, bringing to the uh, customer a solution that is as close as possible as the one that they have in production to make sure that uh, what we are 
teaching to the students, mostly users of installation or uh, maintenance people, uh, to either uh, how to use the installation or mostly to troubleshoot. When there is an issue, um, our uh, strong uh, activity here is to provide uh, all the uh, components connected together. So the robot with a PLC, with a drive, with the uh, uh, different components like conveyors, mm. uh, everything together to make sure that when there is a trouble, you don't stay concentrated in one uh, of this component to find that is not that component, is not the other one, right. and most of the time is in between these components. Right, and that's why I have, I'm always impressed by BizLink's uh, mobile work cells, the, the mobile training work cells True. that you guys put True. together. Um, because basically you'll have almost a duplicate of a subset yes. of, you know, of, a, of yes. a line or whatever it is that the, 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 the new employees, maintenance or engineers are being trained on. We, we want to have that flexibility to bring the equipment to the customer place. Uh, we can do that, of, of course, in our, in our facility in uh, Lake Orion in Michigan, mm -hmm. uh, as well in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. But usually customers prefer to train his own employee at his facility. Right. Uh, particularly for the OEMs, where we can easily have a group of eight students, uh, which is our best case scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, always two students per equipment means that for eight students, we need uh, four sets of equipment. So it's quite a, um, a capex uh, needed to realize this uh, training. But this is one of the uh, quality that we are giving to uh, our students is to make sure that they are hands on and not just seated in a class and looking at the equipment and videos and not touching that. We know that the robot uh, can do a lot of things, but can be as well dangerous if we are not paying some attention. Right. Uh, right. So we want to make sure that the students are touching physically a robot and programming and making the robot moving. Yeah, sometimes we have some accident, uh, robot, uh, robot <laughs> touching some components, but this is good. This is the real life. Right. Yeah, being able to we, recover from those e-stops and so forth is exactly. that's kind of the most important part of exactly. <laughs> to a certain extent of the training that we're doing. And the most up-to-date sales uh, that we can ship to customers, because they are all on the size of a pallet that we can easily put on a truck, mm. uh, are including vision systems as well. And we even develop a remote control that can the, the, the instructor can create uh, an incident remotely right. when the student is working on something on the, on the cell. And suddenly uh, there is something wrong and the student has to find what? That's a real quiz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no theoretical tests in that table or no. exams there. That's, that's the real deal when you're troubleshooting. So how does that differ from say, if you were purchasing a bot from Fanec or a Doosan or somebody else or, you know, or, or Kawasaki, Oskawa, if they would obviously provide their customers with some amount of training. But how does BizLink, with this whole unified approach of the PLC, it seems like a different approach. Yes. Than what so we are completely agnostic. We are working with any type of uh, brand, robot manufacturer, uh, PLC equipment, and, uh, and uh, even we are uh, training in, uh, in uh, press, uh, for instance. So we are working with different brands on that. And we bring all the equipment together. So as, as you mentioned, uh, Win, uh, the robot itself is on the, is on the pallet size uh, cell. Then we have on the side another pallet size, which is the uh, PLC equipment with the HMI, with all the safety uh, components like light barriers, uh, simple uh, proximity switch, 
uh, to detect if we have a part present or not. Multiple components like that connected all together, yeah. and there is a real physical connection between the robot cell and the uh, PLC equipment. And then we can multiply that with drives, with conveyors, with uh, different other components, uh, with obviously the process itself. We can, we can even have the uh, uh, welding gun, for instance, that is connected to the robot, and we are training, we are teaching the uh, students on how to use that equipment, how to troubleshoot that equipment, being on site uh, with all this physical equipment in front of them. Okay, so you mentioned earlier you've got locations up in Michigan? Yes. And down in Nashville? Yes. So I'm going to just take a sneaky suspicion that the automotive industry is important true, to you. True. All right. So I, I, I'm going I'm to guess the next question is, you know, considering how many follow-on projects and training you've done for Ford, GM, the bigs. Yes. Um, that the companies who would know the best are, are very much um, like this approach to training, this holistic approach, uh, hands-on training, bringing together all the different components. But have you been able to, is there, have you done any kind of studies or just some anecdotal feedback from your customers about how much more the technicians get? you know, out of this approach. Yeah, in fact, they really love our the, the way that we are teaching because they are uh, comparing that with some uh, uh, OEM training and I don't want to be negative in any way. Uh, for me, it's, uh, uh, again, the hands-on and the, the fact that we are uh, connecting the different key components together mm -hmm. uh, is really giving the difference. Right. And we are developing, uh, obviously, every time that there is a new technology or an evolution of the technology, we are updating our uh, curriculum. Mm -hmm. um, we are as well uh, developing uh, curriculum that are teaching the, the, uh, the students to switch from one brand to another one. So if you are used to do something in uh, one brand uh, in uh, programming, for instance, whatever right. it's robot or uh, PLC, sure. and you switch to another brand, we are showing how you, how you are doing today compared to how you should do tomorrow with a new brand. So it's really uh, uh, something that students love because we are, uh, our instructors are coming from the industry, mm -hmm. they know the processes. So combining all these elements together is really uh, somewhere the secret sauce uh, of our quality of training. You know, my company has done a little bit of instructional classroom training on the PLCs, for example. So, uh, you know, if you've got a, uh, a lady or a gentleman or a gentleman who has been a, a Rockwell PLC customer mm -hmm. for a long, long time, yeah. and suddenly they have to deal with Omron, it's really, really helpful to say, okay, yes. this function is he is this in Rockwell. Yes. Here's the here's yes. the the comparative function over in Omron. Yes. Here are the slight differences. So that customized training. I think is really invaluable yes. Uh, yes. And, and it's, it's definitely going to increase the efficiency of the training. So we spend a lot of time in, uh, in developing our curriculum. Um, in the past, we were using instructors to develop this uh, new curriculum. Mm -hmm. Now we have specific developers that are really coming from the industry that they know the process. If we want to teach on the, on the PLC, obviously they know how to program the, uh, the PLC in a real environment. They are not right. just coming from a school and uh, they, they learn how to program the PLC and then they teach uh, that. No, they are really having 10, 15, sometimes they are even retired. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are giving the flexibility to instructors to be uh, not necessarily working full time. Uh, if they prefer to go uh, fishing during the summertime and, uh, <laughs> and uh, because winter is too cold, then they can teach during the winter time. Uh, so this is the type of flexibility we are offering also our, to our employees. I'm, you know, that's an interesting point because we're, 
where it's probably in this area era of you know I, I, um, basically retirement era, right? Yes. A lot of folks in the industry yes. that we are in and yes. automation and everything, maybe a, just a couple of years, maybe 10 years, maybe many decades older than we yes. are, they're starting to, to retire. Do you, do you find that that's, is that providing a great source of, of uh, it's so hard to find human assets. Absolutely. So uh, are, are these, these, these semi-retired folks, are they really yes. Uh, yes. providing that yes. gap? For yeah, and they, and they provide the, the strong experience right. that, uh, that is uh, uh, missing. We, are, we have developed with an OEM, uh, uh, one of the biggest OEM in Detroit, uh, what we call the apprenticeship. So we are taking students that are coming, well, I'd like to say kids, that are coming out of a school with no specific knowledge. Right. And we, are, we developed a three-year program where step-by-step step we are bringing uh, the this, uh, I'm calling them kids because I, I, that could be my, my, <laughs> my, my kids, in fact, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, we are bringing them to the level that they can go in a production and run a full line of uh, multiple robots and, uh, and giving the, uh, uh, the full body assembly of a car. You know, and again, I think that's so critical, not just the custom training or the ability to go to them or have them come to your location, but to be taught by an instructor who's had real world experience in either the integration, operation or maintenance yes. of that type yes. of system. So yes. when, when questions come up from the students, they're able to relate real world experiences that they had in their yeah. past. And that kind of information, that kind of dry, tribal knowledge yeah. uh, doesn't come easy, cheap, and it's very hard to find. Yeah. So it's, yes. it's, it's really yes. cool that you're able to tap into that resource yes. and folks. Um, you know, the only other thing is, is, is do you, so do you, do you, are, is it always you guys providing the trainers or do you somehow, do you also coach larger OEMs, perhaps larger manufacturers on to, to develop their own training programs or, yes. Yes. or spread we, that knowledge? We, we are doing that. Obviously, we prefer to do our own uh, classes ourselves sure. uh, with our team of uh, uh, multiple uh, instructors, mm -hmm. but we are as well helping customers to develop their own training, and uh, right. and uh, we have a program of uh, train the trainer yep. uh, that is ongoing with some uh, OEMs. Um, yes, absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. All right, so let's. We, we've been talking yeah. down at the at, you know where the rubber hits the highway, so to speak, in terms of where BizLink right now is in services. If let's step back a little bit, we talked about yeah. automotive being a yes. key market. What other key markets are important for BizLink? So for us, we are obviously in the automotive industry because robotics has been uh, a lot related to uh, automotive industry since uh, decades. Right. Uh, so this is where we developed uh, our uh, competencies since since that exists. Um, we bring the, the cable management system. Before our activity, it was more what we call a spaghetti solution, means everything tied together, uh, whatever the way to tie that and going along the uh, robot arm. So we bring a, right. a solution uh, that is really uh, engineered for the uh, automotive needs. Uh, the difference between automotive use of a robot and I would not say totally the rest of the industry, but the biggest part of the industry is that uh, the robots are really solicited. The wrist of a robot is moving a lot in the automotive industry, right. which brings the need of this uh, cable management system that has to be very robust. Uh, and, uh, and as you know, the repetitivity uh, of the uh, cycle is very important. So we go through a, a multi-million uh, cycle test. In some cases, we go to a, a 20 million uh, cycle test to make sure that our cables are resisting to a, a such um, environment. Right. In the non-automotive, obviously, uh, since multiple years now, robots are sold uh, in a higher quantity outside the automotive industry. Right. Um, it's still, for us, work in progress. 
the solution that we have today developed for the automotive is too much engineered for non-automotive application. So we are developing some solution on that. We are working on that aspect. Is it, is it, a, is it a matter of, of um, highly engineered dress packs or function packs? Uh, because automotive is very, you know, very repetitive, high volume, I mean, you're going to develop that particular work cell and it's going to do that, yeah. you know, for the run of the product, yes. multiple years. Whereas other industries may have more quicker turnover, changeover requirements? Or? It can be, but uh, if you look at the, uh, the uh, food industry, uh, everything that is related to packaging, uh, the, the cycle could be even, it is much higher than the automotive industry. Right. I'm used to say that uh, an automotive uh, plant could produce uh, uh, 1,000 cars per day. When you go to a, a food industry, the 1,000 number is sometime per minute. Right. Uh, so the robot is working much faster. Uh, exactly. But it could be just a pick and place. Right. Uh, so a lot of pick and place, putting some components in boxes, then carton boxes on pallets, so for instance. The, the risk of a robot is not that solicited like it is in the uh, automotive industry. So the cable management system does not need to have such a highly engineered solution. We yeah, still sure. need to yeah, put sure. some energy to bring energies to the end of arm tooling that is installed uh, uh, on the uh, on the robot wrist, right. uh, which could be just a simple uh, cable signal or just a hose for the air. So we still need to do that, and that has to be uh, conveyed in a correct way to make sure that is not a, a source of breakdown on the installation. So one more step backwards. We're here, we have there's a lot of conversations. Alan Bolio is here at the at the conference giving his his forecast, which I have not yeah. heard the latest stuff on. Um, but of course, we've all been listening to worries about recession over the last 18 months, 24 months. Yeah. We really haven't seen evidence of that in North America, except possibly in very small niches. But let me ask you the question. So you're looking in automotive. You're also in food. What are you seeing out there in the great big world? Well, for me, it's a it's a it's a the best place to be. We are one of the components in the automation uh, industry. And uh, I'm used to say to my team that our future is really bright. Mm -hmm. uh, automation will only increase for multiple reasons. Um, despite Alan Beaulieu mentioning the uh, uh, potential uh, small recession, smooth recession in 2024, I'm fully convinced that uh, we will not see that in our, in our activity um, because of shortage of labor, yeah. because of uh, reshoring right. uh, of the activity. Uh, and the only solution that can reply to that, uh, to these uh, uh, aspect or these uh, conditions that we cannot change uh, is automation. Right. So more robots, more automation, more needs of uh, cable management uh, system, more needs of uh, training for the uh, uh, employees to use that. Very cool. And for me, this is a really great move uh, because we are bringing education to people that uh, do not necessarily have that because of the history of the past. And we are removing the, uh, let's say, the very basic work that nobody wants to do right now. The dangerous, dirty and dull work. Yes. So yes. What, we, what robotics were designed yeah. to do. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I like optimistic forecast. I mean, I, and I don't think this is a rose colored glasses type approach. I mean, as we've seen, the automotive industry because of manufacturing, because of reshoring and those drivers you talked about. Yeah. The market has just been, our, 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 our forecasts continue to be strong, well pacing well above the rest of the economy. Yes, yes absolutely. So that's a, that's a good thing. And, and helping to make a little better quality of life, both for the worker as well as for True. our citizenry. True. Which is a good, yeah. that's even yes. a great thing. And, and in food, certainly critical. We've all, you know, just 
with COVID not too far behind us, remembering the gaps. Yes, so. Every, everywhere we see a, a strong development of the uh, robotics activity, even in agriculture, mm -hmm. when we always thought in the past that uh, um, we don't have a, a very well uh, ground. The ground is, uh, is just uh, dust, it's, just, uh, it's not necessarily something that is uh, very well under control. Uh, we obviously need a vision because without vision uh, in this aspect we cannot do anything right. uh, and we see more and more applications on that uh, that's great because it's as well uh, an industry where it's difficult to find workers today no one yeah. wants to spend uh, the day in uh, uh, in the field and uh, uh, with the uh, weather condition that could be uh, good but not always right. uh, working on that so robots probably will be a solution I do look forward to our, our technology transferring more and more into agriculture. Yes. I, yes. I, I personally, I'm with you 100%. I think that's going to be a very yeah. hot market yeah. for us. One more question. So is there, what should we be looking for from BizLink in 2023? What's, what's new and exciting that might be coming from you guys? 2023 may be a bit too early, but we are working on the uh, new generation of DressPack, okay. uh, the cable management system uh, that will be able to give some... Uh, prediction when a trouble will appear. Ah, okay. I cannot say more than that because we are really in the deep R&D phases. We right. are, it's an R&D that is split between uh, uh, different continents, different activities, so mostly uh, Germany, France and, uh, and US. And uh, yeah, the result is, uh, is coming. Uh, probably more in 2024 than 2023. Okay. Uh, at least we can probably start this year with some uh, first installation. But something new in the cable management system is coming, and that will be really, on my point of view, a revolution of that. It does sound, I, I, you don't want to use that word revolutionary too yeah. much, but when, you, when you're adding in asset management into what has been a totally passive component, yes. right, for yes. all of our lives. Yes. Well, that's exciting. I look forward I'm, to hearing I'm a lot more. I'm really excited of the future. Fantastic. Jean-Marc, I appreciate you making some time for us today, joining Thank us you, on Andy. Manufacturing Matters. I so, really appreciate it. Until next time, we'll see you all later. Thank you. Bye.